Hey guys, it's Dawn. If you would like to hear the How My Parents Raised Me podcast ad-free, and if you would like access to subscriber-only episodes, join me in the What's the Truth community. You can join via the Apple Podcast app. There's a link right there in the app. Or go to whatsthetruth.supercast.com. Links are in the show notes. Don't miss out on all the extra content I'm sharing. I can't wait to see you over there. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I always was interested in women that were like, bold and big and I was just I've, I've always I've always kind of had that in me what's been interesting for me is a pattern in my life has always been every time I got close I would like sabotage myself like I would I would not allow myself to have that but that feeling's always been there welcome to how my parents raised me I'm Dawn Chitty When we are born, we arrive here as pure and perfect souls and the direction our life takes from that moment is deeply connected to what our parents bring to our lives. And what our parents bring to our lives is deeply connected to what their parents brought to their lives and that's the cycle of families. I have always craved connection with real and raw stories to understand What makes you, you? What makes you the absolutely unique human that you are? Stories are medicine for the soul. They can connect us and they can change the world. And so in this podcast, I'm listening to beautiful souls sharing their story. What happened to them, how they got through and how they have healed and thrived despite everything to arrive right here in this moment. Content warning, if you are triggered by the themes of this podcast, please seek a helpline in your city.
my beautiful friend, if you suffer from anxiety and are sick of all the ways it's taking over your life, please take a look at Panic Away. For over 10 years now, Panic Away has been showing people how to break anxious patterns and get their old, carefree self back, the person they were before anxiety ruled their life. Panic Away shows you how to break the anxiety loop and it gives your nervous system a chance to relax. It's totally drug-free and highly successful and it helps people with all levels of anxiety. Panic Away comes with a full money-back guarantee so you really have nothing to lose and everything to gain. It's time to take back control of your life, your happiness and your freedom. A life free of anxiety is like living an entirely different life. Click the link in the show notes for access to Panic Away. Hello, my beautiful friends. This week on the Heal blog, what is it like growing up with a mother with narcissistic personality disorder? It's absolutely one of the hardest situations possible. And Dr. Melanie Salmon shares her experiences of growing up and the secret her narcissistic mother told her to keep for years, which turned out to be nothing more than a manipulative lie. Access to this blog is linked in the show notes. I was so excited to catch up with incredible mother wound healing coach, Michaela Tyson. I spoke with Michaela back in episode 44 and at that point in time, Michaela had very recently gone no contact with her covert narcissistic mother. Up until then, she'd had dreams that she never believed would eventuate. Michaela was so used to playing small, it was difficult for her to even make a decision without asking for everyone's advice. She was in the thick of helping women to heal whilst also healing herself. And since then, her life has just opened right up in the most beautiful of ways. Michaela, her partner and two kids have taken this huge leap to take off, travel the world and live the life of their dreams. Michaela has made choices to back herself, stand in her power and really deeply heal. And I thought that hearing from Michaela about what has been possible for her would inspire and open you all up to what is possible for you. Here is my new chat with Michaela Tyson. Michaela, welcome back to the How My Parents Raised Me podcast. You are my guest on episode 44, which is one of my most popular episodes, actually. And in that episode, just 18 months ago, you spoke about your mother, who you described as a vulnerable narcissist, another word for a covert narcissist, the more subtle type of narcissist. You spoke of the control and the guilt and the responsibility you'd felt within that relationship with your mother your entire life. And you spoke of how you'd gone no contact with her. When we met last time, you were helping women to heal from their narcissistic mothers as you yourself were healing. And we're now 18 months later, and I've seen this what appears to be accelerated growth. I've seen you traveling the world with your family, living full-time in other countries, 
just embracing your life of freedom. And I wanted to find out more about that so that everyone who's on this healing journey can get an insight into what is possible. We're told that healing and growing and moving on from trauma is so available to us and we all want that magic for ourselves. Can we go back to that time 18 months to two years ago and can you tell us where you were at that time you'd just gone no contact with your mum not long before I think yeah wow oh my gosh there's so much that I just want to say thank you so much for having me back I this is really exciting to be back and having a and just to reflect on just the last 18 months and how bonkers it's been yeah if I think back to 18 months ago I was still very much in a place where I was I was angry I think I felt a lot of anger and it was all still like you just said it was very new I'd I believe when we spoke I'd only I'd only really been no contact for three or four months by then so it was very raw and it was very new and I was I was still moving through a lot of anger and a lot of grief and a lot of frustration there was still a piece of acceptance that I was unaware of at the time that I was yet to lean into and and embrace and and move through. Mm. Yeah, it's it's a really brave decision to to do that, isn't it? For for a person to go no contact and I think what was your mindset around that? What what was the the final reason do you think that that you made that decision? I don't know if I shared this on the last episode, but it it was my decision, but it also wasn't my decision. So I I speak to so many women and there's so many different ways of getting to the point of no contact and what that can look like. For me, I tried many times before that to not to like to put space between me and her to have a bit of distance. And inevitably, you know, I try and find a way of making it work. At this point, what had happened is I had began sharing my story online and kind of I want to describe it as staying in my own lane. I was I was in my lane. I was moving through my experience and honoring my feelings around all of it and not putting as much focus on what's mum going to think. I can't say this because I might upset her. And I was I was yeah, I was kind of going through this. I want to say almost a rebellion but like I need to do this for me and what actually happened is my yeah I'm gonna share this I was just checking in with myself yeah so my brother found my TikTok account and actually showed my mum my TikTok account and that's essentially what happened and I remember at the time I remember feeling relief I remember feeling relief that she'd found it because I was trying to because as as the account was building up traction I was becoming more visible I was trying to think of a way that I was going to tell her I was having conversations with my dad around how to do it and essentially trying to control it so that she wouldn't have the reaction that I kind of inevitably knew she was going to have I felt relief when that was taken away I've been moving through a lot of things quite recently around that and and taking a bit more responsibility for how I navigated that but at the time I felt relief and she expressed that she was hurt and I acknowledged that I was sorry she found out in that way but I wasn't sorry I didn't apologize so yeah 
long-winded answer but in a lot of ways it it kind of wasn't my my choice it was it but it wasn't yeah and there's so much there isn't there it's like oh my gosh you've got that need to put this out into the world and then your mum sees it and, and yeah that's that's a lot to deal with and yet I feel like in some ways those things happen for a reason and and it is like a relief you don't have to worry about that anymore and it's yeah I can sort of feel that weight lifting when you talk about it so you decide to make a bigger life for yourself at some point what was the first decision you made to create this bigger life what did you want from your life now I think to give more context to this answer I want to say that I've for me I've always wanted more like I I'm I'm not ashamed to say it's hard to describe but I always was interested in women that were like bold and big and I was just I've I've always I've always kind of had that in me what's been interesting for me as a pattern in my life has always been every time I got close I would like sabotage myself like I would I would not allow myself to have that but that feeling's always been there and I know at the beginning of my healing journey I needed to express how I was feeling when I started my accounts I've kept all of the original stuff there like I I've not changed I've not taken anything away and it's all there like right in the early days I just I just needed to express myself and I think that's when it really began I was just expressing what I was going through and I wanted I wanted to be an advocate for women that felt the same as me and really when it started to gain a lot of traction was about it was about 18 months ago it was around the time that we had we had our conversation I can't remember if we spoke before after I went to Greece for a month but Ed and I my husband I have two children eight and four we decided to go to Greece for a month and just live for a month, see what it felt like and get a real feel for it. And that really kind of planted a seed in us and what is possible and the freedom, like freedom's always been incredibly important to me. And I realized that more in my years of being a nurse, like being anything other than free, it was incredibly important to me. So when we went to Greece for a month, that really planted a seed. And then it just kind of went from there. We were like, okay, let's let's go to Costa Rica for three and let's put the kids in a school. Like, let's see what that looks like. And then when we were in Costa Rica, that really changed everything for us. Like we had that experience. I did ayahuasca in Costa Rica, which was hugely profound for me. And then we decided then and there that we were going to sell the house and sell everything and just leave the UK, which is what we did. Yeah, wow. And it's amazing, isn't it? Because I think so many people talk about doing those things, but almost nobody actually does it. It's a very small percentage of people that actually get up and say, yep, we're going. It's just a dream normally. But I, I love that strength that you had. And it's true where you said it was always in me because that's your true self, right? And that's that's who we are underneath we we are more adventurous we do want bigger things so many of us and yet we're so conditioned to be scared and and play small you mentioned doing plant medicine can you tell us about that experience 
I'll try. It, <laughs> it's, it's a really hard one to encapsulate for me. A lot of people ask me this question and I still struggle, but it was, I'll paint a picture. I think this will be easier, but I went into, I, I understood with ayahuasca that you get what you need, not what you want. Mm-hmm. For anyone listening that isn't familiar with ayahuasca, she's she's described as the grandmother of plant medicine. So a hell of a lot of wisdom and a lot of mother energy. So that in itself was very interesting. And my my ceremony was led by the Iwanoa tribe, which is an Amazonian tribe. And I sat in front of the shaman before the ceremony and you have to sit in front of him and hold his hand and set an intention. And I honestly didn't know. I didn't, I, I, I wanted, I wanted to, I wanted to let go a lot of a lot of shame and I wanted to let go of a lot of not serving stories I had about myself. And then I sat in front of him and I was the first one to go as well. And it just came out of me. I was like, I want to, I want to, I want to heal from the abandonment of my mum and it just came out and I was like that's interesting and he just kind of looked at me and shared with me how huge that was and some of the things that I could probably expect from the experience and if we consider that ayahuasca does give you what you need and not what you want I guess I'm not surprised that as soon as the medicine started to take effect my mum was there immediately Wow. immediately and I just thought oh can I do this am I ready for this but you kind of lose ability to and the thing with ayahuasca is the more that you fight it the more that you're going to struggle and have a really bad time so it's a it's an incredible lesson in surrender wow. and I just completely surrendered to the medicine and I surrendered to what she was giving me and essentially what she gave me is this all encompassing love for my mum for me and I purged a snake which was a very interesting experience and essentially I walked out of there just that the whatever kind of barrier that I had to allowing love in and allowing myself to love in the way in the capacity I know I can love went wow so it's it's I found myself in a place now where just all of those feelings towards my mum, I, I don't, I don't have them. And by not, not having them, like I have, I have so much more love and compassion for myself and acceptance for myself and my experience and my ability to mother my children. Yeah, it's, I'm still, I'm still, you could probably tell I'm still in that kind of place at the moment where I'm like, okay. Cause the thing with ayahuasca as well is, the integration period is quite long. Like you don't really kind of come out of it thinking, okay, this is the lesson. It, it takes like, it's taken actually probably a year for me to really embody the lesson and, and let it land and, and make sense of it. Wow. That sounds incredible. My goodness. Yeah. Like I'm so fascinated by this. I haven't done <laughs> anything, but I've had a few people speak about it and when you're actually when you take the medicine you have this experience how long does that experience actually go for so I didn't realize with ayahuasca but it's a nighttime medicine so it's an evening ceremony so you get we got there at eight we took the first medicine around 10 and it's like a little shot and you take the medicine nothing was really happening so then you're invited up to take a second one if you wish which I did and that was around midnight 
I began to feel the effects of that quite quickly. And that lasted till around, I started coming out of it about sunrise. So about half past six, seven in the morning. It was a long time. Oh, wow. And you're with a bunch of other people. Yeah. So in my, my husband did it as well. Not with me. He did a separate ceremony. His was, I think there was about 25 people in his ceremony and there was 10 in mine. So mine was a lot more intimate. And it was also with, it was with the the tribe which mm. was special and they 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 hold space in the ceremony and they're kind of playing the hand drums and they're singing and they're chanting throughout the entire night and there's wow. a fire so it's such as well as like an internal it's such a visual it's there's so much happening that supports the medicine in your experience and yeah it's 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 not for the faint of heart but it's amazing was there any point like beforehand that you were quite nervous about it incredibly nervous I think yeah. and I think when it's like anything it's like doing the inner work it's like thinking about like you said you want to do the difference between wanting it and actually doing it are two separate things and especially with ayahuasca when you know that you are literally going to be shown the things that scare you the most and it takes you directly to your shadow, it's incredibly scary because you you do question whether you're going to be able to handle that. Mm. You know, you consider that a lot of people, we avoid it. We avoid it. We avoid it in various different ways. We suppress it. We've unowned it a long, long time ago to bring that up in a very con- well, conscious yet unconscious way is really scary. And I was shown the very thing that scares me and I'm air quotes here scares me the most I learned that the stories and the shame that we hold carry so much weight that we don't realize I met it I met it I met her with love and not only did it not kill me I've I've grown in ways that I could never have imagined but I think well I know that we're so afraid of seeing our mother kind of humanizing her because of what that might mean and I did that for a really long time like it's easier to keep her there Mm. and I'm not saying disregard and invalidate your experience I still don't have a relationship with my mum and I think this is a really important distinction to make I don't have one I'm still making that decision to to not have one because she there's two people in a relationship and I can be where I'm at but she still has to meet me yeah yeah absolutely and you can change so much and the other person might change not at all and and it is often just so much better to be over here you know sort of holding her in a loving space rather than interacting because it just can't work when somebody else when the other person doesn't change at all isn't it I mean it's very hard because we want the other person to change but you know it's everyone's decision and some people just don't have that capacity I know that you also went you talk about going on this tantra journey whereabouts Mm. were you when you did that I was in England yeah I was in England something that I noticed I'll I'll backtrack a bit here again to give context because I think so we say tantra and everyone's like oh my gosh this is like a complete left turn but what I've realized with healing the mother wound and relationship to mother is there is such a connection there with 
the universe and the divine mother that we become disconnected from when we are disconnected from our maternal source. So as we begin to heal that and essentially dissolve the lens in which we relate not only to others, but to ourselves and the world, there's there's this life force energy that gets activated. And that's the only way I can describe it. And when I took ayahuasca, that energy was so powerful. And I'm talking like that life force sacral energy, like a turn on for life. And I don't know if any listening has ever experienced that, but it was like huge. And I was like, this is interesting. You know, and it's the same, it's the same energy as like when you're just really horny, but usually there's another person involved or it's usually kind of linked to another or to sex or whatever. But I'm talking about that same energy, but towards life. And that happened when I took ayahuasca and that kind of stayed with me and that definitely unlocked something that I would feel that more and more. So I wanted to explore that. I really wanted to explore that. So when I was in, when I was at home in England, this was actually before I went to Costa Rica, which is interesting. I had, I had a, I want to say massage, but it was like a, an energy work session with a man, which was very important to me to, 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 to go on that journey with, with a male practitioner. I've, I've held a lot of trauma with men. And I was ready to kind of heal and let go a lot of a lot of that. And that was a really profound experience for me in terms of connecting to my body, myself and releasing a lot of stuff. I say this, I think there is a point when and I meet a lot of women when they get to this point. But there is a point when we've done a lot of the mind like logistic like okay I understand but then we need to kind of recognize how that our mind and our body there's that disconnect and we need to descend down into our heart and into our body and that's when the somatic healing work really comes into play and I think it's so important to access that so yeah that and then I I had another session with him when I went back to England after Costa Rica and I said to my husband I mean he'd he'd watched me kind of go through this process anyway with a lot of curiosity and interest and I we went to Lisbon and lived in Portugal in September last year and I said I really think you should do this I really think not only for himself but to also truly understand or have more of an understanding of where I'm at and the journey I was on And I'm very, I say lucky, I am lucky, but we've also put in a lot of work that he was like, absolutely. Like there's a trust there. And he was like, yeah, like we're both very committed to being the best versions of ourselves. So he went and he had an experience that was really profound. And then I went to this woman, which was a completely different experience. And I tapped into a sister wound in in a very very different way having that space held by another woman and yeah like we're still very much in it I'm still very much kind of exploring this but it's brought me home to my body and my feminine in in a way that I don't think I've ever really experienced before it's made me realize how much of my life especially in terms of intimacy and sex has been a performance and has not always been for me it's been for 
other people and what they want and yeah and this is this is as a direct result of of my mother wound journey and where it's led me i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Mm, it's fascinating. You mentioned there a sister wound. Mm. What do, what do you mean by that? So that's a really good question, yeah. Sisterhood wound, I'm, I'm talking about our relationships to other women, our relationships to sisterhood, and honestly how unhealthy those relationships and stories can be and how much that is informed by our mother wound. You know, not only how we've witnessed our mother relating to other women, but how because of the stories that we have and the shame that we carry growing up, how much, how much we can have experiences that kind of reconfirm that women aren't safe and we should put distance between us and women and we should constantly be judgmental and skeptical of, of women because then we're safer. I did a poll recently on my Instagram around this very topic and the results were like so... I'm not surprised, but so many women came forward and, and said that they struggled with with relationships with other women, yeah. especially trust. Yes, absolutely. It's one of the things that we really need to work on so hard in the world because I feel like women, we talk about the relationships that we have with men or the problems we have with men, but I feel like, I mean, so many of us, it's worse with women you know, we don't get that support. We get dragged down by other women. We're unsupported by other women. If we could just change that, imagine the power that we would have as a a group. I mean, it would just be incredible, but we're so busy trying to pull each other down and and sabotage. There are plenty of women that have great relationships, but I don't think it's the norm for a lot of people. We just don't know how to do that. At some point in your journey, you got breast implants and then you decided to get your breast implants removed. Can you talk about what those decisions were? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm currently six weeks post-explant, so quite recent. Also to give context to this. I I historically am somebody that could not even decide what I wanted for dinner, let alone make a decision like this completely on my own without input because I just knew it was the right thing for me to do. I speak to a lot of women that struggle to truly trust their intuition, which is a which is a huge manifestation of the mother wound. 
because you've had your reality denied for so much of your life our intuition is so suppressed and we don't trust it which is why we ask everyone else what they think what do you think women say that to me what do you think I'm like I'm just going to reflect that back to you anyway so that was me I had breast implants so I had them in September 21 so it would have been a right round when we spoke I can't remember which side I've had two children in hindsight my story was I'm doing this for me this is my reward for having two children there was there was a there was a need to reclaim what was before children because there was a there was an unsafety and a I was scared about embracing what was after children because of what society tells us we should find lovable and acceptable about our bodies and I'd wanted them for a really long time but the interesting thing is I don't think I really truly knew why I wanted them or wanted them for me I just wanted them for a long time and I'm also somebody that just likes to try things out which hasn't always served me in the best ways anyway I had them in September 21 and I can honestly say I knew I knew pretty immediately that I'd made a mistake I remember waking up from surgery with this heaviness on my chest, like, ugh, what have I done? Mm. What have I done? And there was, I'm trying to find the words. There was really, it was really interesting to me how much I wanted Ed to tell me how great they were and how much I rode the wave of his validation and I want to make sure I do him justice here. Like he, he was so incredibly supportive, whichever way I went, but you know, there's no denying that he was like, these are great type thing. And I kind of latched onto that to make myself feel better. Because if I'm honest, there was this whisper that I didn't really like them. One thing I've learned is, and I say this to my clients all the time, because a question that I get asked a lot is how do I know the difference between something that is really true for me and kind of conditioning like how can I tell the difference if if it's a hell no for your soul it's not going to go away like when you acknowledge it with yourself even just the tiniest bit the seed gets planted and it just grows and it just grows and it just grows and this was an incredible lesson in listening to myself just listening to myself and not outsourcing to other people and I was noticing how I remember I made we're really good friends now and I met her in Costa Rica and I had my implants and I was I would say things to her like what do you think like I don't and and I was noticing how I was doing that and I was coming back within and just listening to myself and this happened over the course of a year like a year and it was a really good e experience to harness my inner mother more because I would notice how I was getting panicky because I'd made a mistake. Like I've made a mistake. And there was a lot of shame there. Like I should fucking know better. And I've made this awful mistake and I'm really angry with myself. I was really angry with myself. And it was a wonderful opportunity for me to tap into and step into my inner mother more in a really compassionate way and just be like, you've not made a mistake like this is fine it's reversible like I love you just as much with these in 
even if it's not right like and it and that's how I spoke to myself for most of last year and logistically it was a bit of an issue because I didn't live in England anymore Mm. and I kind of made the decision towards the end of last year and then I was like okay what is this going to look like where is this going to be because I could easily have been like well I can't and I started to go down like I thought briefly like well how am I going to do this I can't do this because I'm not in England and then I allowed myself to consider what it could look like and anyway brought me to South Africa I found a surgeon here and I had most of my appointments with him over Zoom at the end of last year and I met him two weeks before my surgery here in Cape Town and I said to myself before I went in like no matter how far you've come on this journey if if you walk into that room and meet him and his energy isn't a hell yes for you you can leave and that was incredibly powerful because holding myself through that it turns out you know he was a great guy we were great fit energetically I felt really safe with him so I went ahead and it was like I had the explant and when I woke up it was exactly the same but in reverse I knew immediately that I'd made the right decision and I expected possibly a slight bit of oh I miss them you know I kind of not not one bit it's just it's just not been there at all I just know with my entire being that I've made the right decision and and it's been such an interesting journey of like coming home to myself and just reclaiming my my inherent power and what's true for me yeah which is why I got them in the first place I believe it all happened because of this reason it's like I had to learn it I had to learn this lesson in this way Mm, yeah I totally get that so when you're talking about just really knowing what you want what is that process is it like you said you just tap in with yourself constantly just constantly ask yourself what you need what you want is that how you get to really get in touch with your intuition know what your heart wants yeah but the most important bit of that is the action piece because that's where I see a lot of people get stuck and you mentioned that earlier like a lot of people have this dream and this desire but the acting is something completely different the way I've done it is a lot of I say trial and error but I don't think there is any error because I don't think there's any mistakes but I very much felt the fear felt afraid and done it anyway Mm. sometimes it's worked out and been a desirable result that makes me feel good sometimes it hasn't but that piece the doing it scared piece is hugely important coupled with tapping into that 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 inner mother that kind of leader within you that's loving and compassionate and understands that there are no mistakes and you're what's the word I want to say lovable but it doesn't feel like it carries enough weight but just lovable as you are um Mm. and there's there's not really a way around it other than doing because what what I've done over the past 18 months is literally create experiences in line with what I want from my life so now I have the data to know what works what doesn't what makes me feel good what doesn't the confidence to then go with that but until you do it that doesn't come yeah 
Absolutely. It's so beautiful, isn't it, though, to start to feel that power, that feeling that I don't need to ask anybody anything. I don't need anyone's permission. It's all here inside of me. And I just have to keep taking action and just have to keep backing myself, I guess. You obviously have let your mum go out of your life. Did you find that it was important to let other people go? Have you had to do that kind of cleansing as well? Yeah, 100%. And I don't think people talk about this enough. Mm. I was actually saying to my husband the other night because something happened to me quite recently where there was an unexpected shedding that I didn't, yeah, it kind of blindsided me that one a little bit. And something I said to him and he totally met me in it was how lonely this journey can be, like how lonely it can be. Not only entrepreneurship, but foraging a new path. You have to learn to be okay with being misunderstood. And I believe that's directly proportionate to your growth. But yes, letting people go, being misunderstood is a huge, huge part of that. I, I've, I've lost most people most most people and some people have were in my life for a lot longer some people came in and then left quite quickly when they realized that they were going to be quite seen in the relationship with me some people don't want to be seen I don't make that mean anything about me anymore I used to but I think I think it comes down to change and your relationship to change and your understanding of change and what it means. I think a lot of people want change, but they absolutely don't want change. Mm. And that's a really important distinction to make because things will change as you change. Your ability to navigate that change and what you make that mean, I think, is the is the absolute key and difference to your experience of it. But yeah, I yeah, and it's painful. There's mm. there's a lot grief there and I just allow myself the opportunity and I honor my pain every time but I will not I and I used to but I and sometimes I have to work hard at not letting my walls go up but I won't let I won't put my walls up I'll continue to be vulnerable and I'll continue to be open and heart-led because I understand that it is the only way yeah I love that and thank you for being so honest there and I totally get it (laughs) totally get that and sometimes you feel like oh my god like (laughs) you know you just feel like you don't fit into anything because you do feel so different to the way everybody else is doing it and I I'm sure you've read the quote which goes around you know if you feel like you don't fit in it's because you came here to change things and I love that because that's how I feel like I don't feel like I fit in and I think a lot of people on this journey you know there's not that many people around us who are also on the journey but we are trying to change things for the better we're trying to change our own families we're trying to change the generational trauma in our families and there's not enough people doing that and so yeah it's it's really ah, so nice to hear that (laughs) sometimes you just think am I just a freak yeah (laughs) Absolutely. And I think a really important point to make here is your people are at like, I have the most incredible woo woo sisters in my life that are my chosen family. 
And I never knew friendships like this existed and I had them. Mm. The reason I say that is because I think it's so easy to other ourselves. And I see this a lot actually in the self-development space and the spiritual world is like there's a lot of othering. And something that I really try not to do is other myself to further confirm like that belief that I am different and I don't fit in. And it's very easy to kind of create this story and then other ourselves. And it, yeah, it's just something that I've definitely noticed with me and yeah, noticed in the, in the space, but we want to be really careful not to do that. Yeah. Thank you. And I just want to ask you, what it, what do you think the secret is to being able to receive? Ooh. You spoke a little bit about that earlier. I've just spoken about this on my stories this morning, which is funny. Being able to hold it, mm. being able to hold it, I think is a huge one. I gave the example on my stories this morning around money. I think money is a really good example when it comes to receiving. I, a couple of years ago, I launched the first iteration of my program, Brave Daughter, and I received a lot of money because I sold out the program. My nervous system completely freaked out. Mm. I freaked out. Only I didn't really understand what was happening, but I had all of this money and I spent it. You know, I spent it on like coaching and whatever, but like I got, essentially I got rid of it and I see this everywhere. I see this everywhere. And I think it's a really good way of describing how receiving can feel really uncomfortable, even if we want it, even if we want it, we could want it with everything that we have. But if we don't feel safe to hold the energy and power that comes with that, we'll we'll self-sabotage it, we'll get rid of it without even realizing it. It's why, you know, you find yourself online scrolling and buying stuff in the middle of the night, like you're just getting rid of there's there's an inability to kind of hold it and I think I think that is key in receiving you know whether it's compliments and love if you if you don't feel worthy if you don't believe what's coming at you it's going to be really hard to let that in I really felt it in the relate I think I spoke about this on our last chat with my daughter you know, your kids. And this is, I think, what played a, a massive role in the relationship with my mum. My daughter has so much love for me. Of course she does. Very, it makes me extremely uncomfortable. And this is something that I'm still working on. I'm still having to bring awareness to the moments when I just want to push back what she's giving me mm-hmm. because of how, because I don't feel worthy of it. And it's very hard to let it in sometimes and like I said it's something I'm still working on but that's a that's a big one because that is the generational trauma cycle piece isn't it yeah yeah and that just gave me a flashback to my own childhood actually because I know my mum you know I don't think she had a lot of affection from her parents and I was a very affectionate child and I was just I was I think I was too much I remember that you know I think she and she was she would she would want to do the right thing but I could feel I was just too much it wasn't part of her conditioning I guess to be able to accept that yeah so so interesting so okay you've got two kids how has this experience been for them traveling the world 
because their life must have changed so much too. I, I guess kids are pretty resilient though, right? They are. They're so resilient. It's been, it's been, it makes me emotional actually, but it's just been such an incredible experience. Neve, my daughter is my eldest. She's eight now. So she was completely lost track, but what, six, seven? seven eight and a half something like seven I think when we left and Max was three and Neve Neve was in school for two years before we left so we took her out of school and she struggled like that was hard that was a big transition for her as soon as we got to Costa Rica and she got her feet in the soil and was going to school barefoot something that I definitely realized is just how I've just learned so much from my children so much fun you take them and put them in another environment especially in an environment where they've got no shoes on and they're just in nature and you just realize how normal that is and how abnormal what we've been living in is Mm. you know my kids hardly put they I talk about the shoes thing I they, they hardly wear shoes here in South Africa and they have such an understanding of the world and you know like if I if I was to take me back now and try and put her in that school with concrete everywhere a school uniform shoes she she's just she can't be put back in that box and that's one of the things I absolutely love about this journey my son is absolutely feral and he just gets to go and be feral and they even have a punching bag in the nursery at school and I just think that's so cool and all the little four-year-old boys are there like punching the bag in the morning you know it's things like that and it makes you see how oppressed oppressed we have been and our children are being and yeah this is is still a topic that I feel like I want to dance around because I understand how triggering it can be. But I also am finding myself in this place where I can't from because of what I've seen and I've experienced that there is a perspective that I am very much being invited to to share now. But yeah, amazing experience. Neve, Neve is me. She is me when I was eight and she was she has a she has a lot of anxiety social anxiety anxiety around the unknown and not really knowing what's happening so that's something that she's had to face with the support of me and her dad but she's had to really kind of face that this year and the way that she can now navigate the unknown with trust and speak to people she knows people aren't scary now you know there's nobody that she won't speak to and ask for something and take up space so yeah, it's it's been incredible. And they just they just I don't know, I still find it I still find it hard to put it into words, mm. just what this is meant for, for for them and us and a family as a whole and their futures now. Yeah, it's it's life changing. It is, and it's an incredible life that they're going to have Michaela you're an incredible coach and mentor to women and anybody that can work with you is truly blessed can you tell us how you're helping women do you have any programs you want to talk about yeah absolutely so I I have my signature mother wound program which is brave daughter and I've taken a bit of time off that program as I've for all of the reasons that we've just spoken about, been navigating what I have been the last year. 
I've been receiving the message loud and clear recently to bring that program back with a whole new look and feel and evolution along with the one that I've had. I'm going to be bringing that back in early summer, late springtime. So keep your eyes peeled for that. And at the moment, I am launching a program called the Relationship Codex, which is all about relationships and how to cultivate the intimacy and vulnerability and connection in in a relationship. I know we've spoken about it a lot in, in this conversation, but I just, I believe it's the most important skill and, and thing that you can have. If I didn't have the relationships in my life, it would look very different to how it does. Mm. That actually begins on Thursday of this week. But if anybody listens to this that feels the call to join us, it's for two months and I don't close the doors and everything is recorded. So definitely reach out to me if that's something that you feel like you want to be a part of. And yeah, possibly an in-person retreat in South Africa. But that is something that's still ruminating in my heart that I might bring to life later on this year. Mm, it all sounds so good. So where can people find you? What's the web address or Instagram? Instagram is the easiest place to find me which is I am Michaela Tyson but yeah that's my home (laughs) yes I'll put that link in the show notes and please do go and listen to episode 44 if you haven't already because Michaela is sharing so much more of her journey there too Michaela I've just loved this chat with you everything you've had to say oh it's just all so good and it's been so good to catch up and see how incredibly different your life is looking. And I wonder in another 18 months or so how different it'll be again. And yeah, thank you for sharing all of your wisdom today. It's just been incredible. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Dawn. Thank you for being on this journey of healing and community with me. If you listen on Apple, I would love it if you could take a moment to post a review for the podcast. It would mean a lot. Check the show notes for all links recommended in this episode. If you're on Instagram, follow me at my big love project and please share this episode with someone you know needs to hear it. Thank you for joining me. You are such an incredible soul because you are you. You are unique. Your journey is unique and you can absolutely change the world with your story. Your time is precious and I so appreciate you being here. Thanks for joining me. I'll catch you next week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.